0: I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of The Stephen and Kevin Show, we're going to talk about five proven ways to get more unsolicited referrals.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 37 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. Today, we're going to be yep. talking about five ways to generate more unsolicited referrals. So, we draw the distinction between those that you proactively generate yes. by going out, shaking the bushes, if you will, sourcing names in, in, in our parlance, and asking to be personally introduced. Topic for another session. But there's a nice proactive way to go about this. Where you're helping clients help you get in front of new people. Today, we're not really talking about that, Kevin.
0: No, we're talking about unsolicited referrals. And we're talking about just you know, five things that you can do that we know will contribute to more unsolicited referrals. And, and it's tough, right? Because it's something, it's very reactive. You're, you're not asking for referrals. Oh, contraire, Kevin.
1: Today, we're talking about
0: proactive well, ways to generate these. It, it's as proactive as you can possibly be without asking. Right? Yeah? yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But you know, if you ask advisors
1: <laughs> since the beginning of time, What's the number one way that you grow your business? And everybody will say, unless they're brand new, referrals. That's right. Right? The the clients send them in. But there's some underlying behavior that has some advisors bringing in a heck of a lot
0: more referrals than others. That's right. Um, Before we get started today, we, we received a phone call from a hater recently. I, I mean, I want <laughs> to label her as a hater. A hater, no, I, I, you know, she She's she voiced displeasure with it, our show. She called in here and uh, and wanted to speak with with myself or Stephen. Stephen, I think you were out giving a speech or something, and I was in the office. I said, "Yeah, I'll talk to her." And I got her on the line, and she said, "I just wanted to tell you, um, your show is too goofy. It's too goofy, and it's not it's not going to work. It's too goofy." And I was thinking, "Oh my gosh!" And then she, and then I said, "Well, you know, what? fill in the blank for her name, you know." You, you don't have to watch it. Which, by the way, is pretty brazen for <laughs> I mean, me. I was going to say. Right? And, and, I, I mean, and here really, we are doing a call on client service. Whoa. I said, you don't have to watch it. It's totally free. Um, it's something that we're you know, we're doing for the industry, and, we, you know, and we're having some fun with it. Sorry, we're having fun with it. We're trying to have a good time with it, but you don't have to watch it. And she said, well, you know, I mean, there are some good stuff in there, and can I get all the giveaways that you guys have been given away on the show? And I was thinking, hold on for a second. You call into one, voice your your, you know, how how unhappy you are that the show is kind of goofy or zany, whatever you want to call it. And then you want all the giveaways that come with the show. And it just really rubbed me the wrong way. So, but you know, you might be watching right now and you know who you are. If you're watching right now.
1: Well, thank you also to those who've shared positive feedback with us. It keeps us going <laughs> well, and motivated. A guy the but other day
0: said he, when he whenever he's on the treadmill, he watches the show, which is pretty cool. It.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, we, and we've certainly got some fans out there who watch a lot of them. We <laughs> love that, so thank you, and thanks for telling us about that as well. We love getting the good calls and the bad for sometimes. Brings yeah. up a good quote, Kevin. I can't claim credit for this one.
0: <laughs> but you might try and claim credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> but Bill
1: Gates once said, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. Great.
0: Okay. Not so fun. so maybe we should stop being goofy? Or no, you know, I resent
1: the term goofy on our call. I think we have conversation that's unrelated to financial services occasionally, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that, I think that's what um, she was
0: saying. Like She really didn't like the one where we did face swapping Sorry or to something. waste her precious time. I know. That's what I, uh, <laughs> exactly. So,
1: anyway, uh, usually if you call, we're very nice to you, by the way. We
0: are. I, um, I am a nice guy. Let's get into
1: our five here, Kevin. Okay. Stop goofing around. <laughs> we got some ground to cover. And so these are five things that you can do proactively that are going to help you generate more referrals from people. And generally speaking... The advisors who are better with service and who make an effort to engage their clients in a human way, you know, developing some rapport, they get a lot more referrals than advisors who are way too businesslike, yes, way too focused on the numbers, not real proactive. And, and so half yeah. of the game here is showing up, being yourself, and and being in good contact with them. Sure, but you know you you can do case studies all day long in the industry. If you took all the people out there who had who would gotten zero referrals last year, and believe me, there are some of those people out there because mm-hmm. we talked to them. Yeah, I was thinking. And of that part too. of us, you know, you're doing the math in your head, and you're thinking you have 300 clients, and nobody. Thought highly enough about what you're doing for them to tell somebody else about it last year. That is not good, my friend.
0: Yeah, there's an underlying issue there. There's something going on. But if you
1: profile those people versus those who are on the other end of the extreme where they just naturally seem to be getting a lot of business coming in from clients and COIs, uh, their course of action during the week speaks volumes as to why they're getting business. Number one tip. You ready for that? I'm ready. Getting social for lack of a better term. Yeah. This is one of the things that doesn't come as a surprise to most of you out there who've watched uh, episodes of the show. We talk a lot about the impact of getting more personal and social with clients. Impacts a wide range of things. But when it comes to unsolicited referrals, uh, 47% of those who you have a business and social relationship with gave one or more referrals last year as compared to 22% of those who you only had a business relationship with.
0: So could you say that you basically almost double the amount of referrals you get if the client perceives the relationship as business and social?
1: Well, if not more, because that yeah. 47% gave one or more referrals that's, oh, that's great. in the yeah. past year. So you're basically you're raising the odds. Uh, this is the why behind getting social. Yeah. It's a big part of the why it makes sense to, to do these actions. The how is a non-business
0: lunch every now and then. Yep. Let me take you out to lunch. Let's catch yeah, up. Exactly. It, 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 the the perception that matters is their perception, right? So how do they perceive the relationship? And you got to go beyond business. You having a little bit of chit-chat in your office about their family is not you having a social relationship with no. them.
1: No. So small lunches, uh small events and just you know it's generally it's a mindset that you take an interest in them personally. Yep. And it's not just kind of uh how's uh how's your family? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm taking a real interest in what's going on in Kevin's life. What's your son's
0: name again? Yeah. Right. So moving on. Number two here is activate reciprocity. I mean, this is a, a, a you know, a social psychology law developed or not developed, but popularized by Robert Cialdini um, in his book, The Power of Influence. And this is really one of those things where it's human nature. If, mm-hmm. if I do something for you, you feel obligated. You feel an indebtedness to me And you want to return that favor. So if you want to start getting your clients to start thinking about you more and wanting to do nice things for you, like send you referrals, you need to think about how you can be the one who gives first, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There's a a couple tips here. So offer something first. Allow them to feel indebted to you. Offer something exclusive, so allowing your clients to feel special, like you're doing something special, especially for this group of clients. Or personalize the offer. Make sure that they know it's from You uh, that's it's for them in particular. So something very personalized. We talk about surprise and delight gifts, right? Small, thoughtful, personalized gifts, giving them introductions, helping them with uh, finding a new career, whatever it might be. Start thinking about how you can add value beyond what you do for a living, what they're paying you for. And they're going to feel this indebtedness and they're going to be much more likely to refer people to you.
1: Good deal, Kevin. You know, and Kevin and I were out last week doing a workshop, and one of the guys that they had present prior to us was a top practitioner from this this firm. And great guy, very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing, the core of his message was, if I, I know that I'm ahead of 90% of the competition, probably 95. If I'm really conscientious, if I'm really thinking about how I can help my clients in all areas, not just the areas where I'm being paid, and how I can give back to them. He says, if I'm doing all that and I'm really conscientious, conscientious, and I'm working real hard at it, things are going to fall in line, new business wise. They always have, hmm. and he can say the same for many of his peers in the in their you know top council, if you will. Cool. Moving on. Hey, one of the you know I would say the most important, Kevin, as we were talking part of this call, this yes. is the most important of the five is is in office experience, right? If you can do everything else right, you can. Wow them with small gifts. You can get social with them, but if they come into your office and get a really crappy review, or they don't come in very often at right, all, right. or your office is just a total dump, they're <laughs> going to have a hard time connecting you with other people. They're not going to feel confident in referring you. So when you, when you put a wrapper around the whole in-office experience, there's a lot goes that goes into it. The warmth of your your receptionist when somebody comes in. Yep. The quality of the actual review or strategy meeting that you're having with them. Sure. Right, the little touches like you are remembering that Kevin likes, uh, you know, sugar-free Gatorade or whatever it is. Right, whatever their needs are.
0: I do like it, but I like it See, with sugar. You. No, they you're a it. Vitamin Water Zero. Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. The the lemonade. But uh, you know,
1: if, I, if I'm Kevin's advisor and I remember that and I yeah. got him a Vitamin Water Zero lemonade flavor, Kevin remembers Man, that. And
0: I think you are top notch. You do. Um, what you send afterwards too, right? In terms mm-hmm. of follow-up material, so. I love that, Stephen. That is like the core of this entire approach. I mean, you you can't just go out and start building social relations with people, but the in-office experience is crap, right? Yeah. Like what you provide is not very good, right?
1: Yeah, and, and, and part of that is just having, you know, we call it total recall. I want to remember everything I can about Kevin. My memory's not great. I'm going to have to write it down, but that's okay. I'm going to bring up things that he's mentioned in conversations past about the fact that he's converted from being a Chargers fan to a Panthers fan or whatever it is. Right. I want to remember these things so I can bring them up. And he thinks, man, this guy really thinks a lot about me. He has, a, you know, he really has been paying attention. I so, like that. first class in office experience.
0: Uh, the next one here is all about top of mind awareness. And look, we wrote, we're, going more and more getting more and more into the digital age. We're communicating more online. And so this one's all about interacting through social media. And And really the point is, is that you can have more touch points, especially like, for example, if Steven's my client, he and I were friends on Facebook. I have a lot of opportunities if he's a- active on Facebook to learn a ton, of, ton about him, but also to engage with him. If I just react to something he posts, he probably notices that and recognizes that, and I'm top of mind with him. Mm-hmm. So whether it's it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, gosh, maybe Snapchat, maybe. Um, <laughs> you never know. Depends on who your clients are. Yeah, you might want to ask them what they're using, but hey, you know, could we, you know, I want to show you what I'm um, posting here on Instagram. You know, can we be friends on Instagram? Yeah, sure. Um, you're you're going to have more opportunities for them to think about you. And in between those meetings, in between socializing in in the real world or real life. Um and it's gonna create more top of mind awareness. So it's interacting on social media.
1: Yeah. And and some of those we'd weight more heavily than others. Um, yeah. the more personal networks like Instagram or Facebook, yeah. you're gonna get more weighting than you would if you like an occasional LinkedIn post they make. Because
0: they're probably not posting a ton on LinkedIn. No, right? and if so, they do,
1: so many of them have it automated if they if that's the you know, if they're in a line of work where they're a business owner or, or in sales themselves. I'll
0: tell you what you could do. Here's going back to reciprocity and this interacting on um you know, on social media is for LinkedIn if you've used their services if they're a business owner or something go write them a review or you know a, a mm-hmm. recommendation or endorse them that's a little bit of a combo strategy I like
1: it that's good stuff yep. and number five express gratitude when somebody does in fact hook you up with a referral you've got to thank them in a way it's positive hook you re- up. <laughs> reinforcement have you never been hooked up with a referral, my friend? <laughs> I like that. But, you know, when somebody does, does a good deed for you, show your gratitude in a way that's really thoughtful, right? All, all of you, unless you're, you know, really having trouble in the social department, are going to say thank you. You know, Kevin, <laughs> I appreciate you sending me that referral. Yeah. But we want to go a little bit beyond that, and, and it's not all that difficult to do. So what I would do is certainly thank Kevin. I, I, would, uh, I would make it an effort to, to immediately send out a, a thank you note, That's good. Or at least a thank you email. Um, I'm going to send maybe a thank you gift. You know, we've Mm. had some interesting ideas from this from advisors over the years. It could be a little something from a local bakery that they like. It could be uh, we had one advisor who would send these Tiffany wine glasses, and she knew the client would want to complete the set, but she's only sending one at a time. Wow. So you you need to send some more. Subconsciously, so right? okay,
0: so the next referral you give me, I'm I'll send you the other glass, or I'll send you another one. You just keep. No, that. the
1: next time I send you uh, one of the plates in the set. Oh, I thought they were sending
0: just like one glass at no, a time. I'm just
1: kidding. That way you move their cheese a little bit. They're like, no, I gotta <laughs> send. I gotta send eight
0: referrals to get a set of four here. At both that of is these. really. That's good though. But and it's so interesting. You, so you don't go too over the top with it, but um, I think it's Pavlov, man. I mean, you are, you are rewarding that uh, action. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you're not making a huge deal about it, but you are sincerely saying thank you. You're sending them a little gift or a note. And then later down the road, make sure to bring it up occasionally. Mm-hmm. Three or six months down the road, a year later, bring it up again. That's smart. You know, hey, Kevin, I, I, still, I just want to thank you again for sending the Smiths over to me. We, we enjoy working with them. You know, Just remembering the connections there. And most of you in your CRM system have a way to denote who came from which client. Mm-hmm. right? How, how did that person arrive at you?
0: I really like that because what it's going to do is it's going to make them think about the fact that they've referred to you in the past. People like being seen as a connector in that way. So you're saying, put something in your calendar six months down the road, give them a call and say, hey, just wanted to tell you, we just met with this mess. Great people. Thanks so much for sending them to us. We just, I was just thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you don't ask for a referral. No, <laughs> no not at all. No, no, you're just subtly you know, replanting the seeds. That's, I like it. All right. On that note of uh, kind of planting seeds. The the last one here is subliminally programming clients, and that sounds like brainwashed. What do you think in here? Last that one, number six. That's number six. It's a bonus, man. Thrown in a bonus. We were gonna just do five. Sweet. This is a bonus. So, um the idea behind subliminally programming clients is not asking for referrals, but every now and then. Basically, planting seeds or, or giving hints that you work with a certain type of client, so they might be thinking about you when they're talking to a business owner or something like that. So, for example, um, let's say you know Stephen works at VF Corporation, and I'd say, you know what, Stephen, I just and we love working with all the executives at VF Corporation. We really understand their their retirement benefit options there. Little things like that that tell Stephen Kevin works with a lot of VF executives. He knows he knows what we do. Um, Whether it's – maybe it's professionals. We really enjoy working with attorneys, right? We become very familiar with their unique needs. And I'm Mm -hmm. saying that to another client who's an attorney. But it's just reinforcing this. You don't ask for referrals. I'm planting seeds and I want Stephen thinking that, oh, Kevin knows – what I do or this particular niche
1: and that's not something you say once in the the first meeting with them it's not something you say once a year you say it often enough because part of what I like there is that you're subconsciously programming them not only to think about sending you referrals but but also to know that you're a specialist in that niche yeah Right. If, yeah. if every time I talk to you, I'm like, man, we just we we've got a number of attorney clients like you. We just we really enjoy attorneys. Exactly. For whatever Exactly. We click. All of a sudden, you're thinking of me as the attorney specialist. Mm-hmm. So if one of your attorney buddies is asking you questions about financial advice, hopefully you'd refer me anyway. Yes. But now you're going to be saying, oh, you, you need to work with Steven. He works with a lot of the attorneys in town. He really knows what we uh, you know, what our needs are.
0: I like it. Pretty cool. So, when you
1: put the whole picture together, you know, you get a yin and yang here. Again, back to the zero referrals kind of people. There's some advisors who do the bare minimum for a certain subset of their clients, at least, right? Yes. You come into my office periodically, or perhaps we have phone reviews. We get down to business, we get it done, you get out of there. There's not a lot of chit chat, there's not a lot of extra effort involved in any way, right? You come sure. in, we cover the function, and you get out. I'm not feeling great as your client about you. And I'm not sending you a lot of business, right? Right. But when you mix together all of what we're talking about here between, let's say I take you to lunch every now and then socially. Let's say you get an invite to a client event. Let's say when you do refer me, I really seem so thankful. Yeah, you interact it with me a lot to me a
0: couple times a week on Facebook. I mean, I'm thinking about you.
1: You're thinking about me. And, and yeah. you're going to give me some of the stuff. You, you would sure hope that every one of your clients would send you the low-hanging fruit. So if I'm Kevin's buddy and I'm like, hey, Kevin, my my advisor, you know, is no good. I need a new advisor. Who do you recommend? Right? <laughs> I, I would think know. that Kevin would be like, Oh yeah, my advisor's great. You should work with him or her. But you know, it's not always the case. Yeah, and you want them picking off the people that aren't so low hanging fruit, yes. right? If somebody's begging them, give me a recommendation, Kevin, for a good advisor. Who do you know? If right. they don't recommend you in that circumstance, you're really doing a lot of job. Big issue. But, and we know that's not the case for most of you, by the way. You're very conscientious, right. or you wouldn't be listening to somewhat self help podcast on improving I'll still your business. Don't even say self help. This is man. This is business. This advice. is like twenty years past self help. Nothing <laughs> wrong on. with helping yourself. It's education, my friend. Yep. Uh, but my, my point being. If you're doing all this stuff, if you have that type of relationship with somebody, uh, you're going to get a lot more business from them, and it makes your marketing a little easier. You're Definitely. doing right by your clients and giving them a chance to to connect you, to hook you up with referrals.
0: Not to mention a lot of these just – they build loyalty as well, right? If I'm doing a lot of these things like getting social and, and you're, you, know, you and I are friends on Facebook, I, I'm kind of getting my hooks in deeper and deeper to you as a client, and I think it's going to be – Uh, One of the advisors I I worked with, he said, when I become friends with my clients on Facebook, I just think, man, they're going to have a hard time firing me. They have to unfriend me (laughs) as well. (laughs) And how awkward is that? So uh, anyway, uh, one thing here, we do have an event coming up. It's uh, next month in Charlotte. It's called the Affluent Marketing Symposium. It's September 22nd and 23rd. It's a day and a half packed full of marketing ideas. Check it out. We only have six seats left, so we're almost sold out. Uh, so make sure you, you give it a look. And I think you can go to com slash, uh, I think it's live events to check it out.
1: Yeah, just go to our website and you can feel there's a, a tab called events. Yep. So, And if you're watching this delayed and you already missed the symposium, that's all right. We're going to do another one in Austin in late yes, January. we are. So stay tuned, everybody. Thanks for joining us.